What is going on, everybody? My name is Nico. Welcome back to the Enter the Chat Gave Me the Podcast. I am here today with my co-host Rico, as always, and we are here to talk about all things video games. What's up, Rico? What are you looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel lost. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk video games. A little housekeeping. We are on most podcasting services, just not Apple Podcasts because they hate us. Um, and then we are also mm-hmm. on YouTube in a video format this week on the YouTube channel. What did we even do? I know there's some stuff. We did some stuff. Uh, this, uh, let's see. There was the bonus podcast we did for the yep. PlayStation mm-hmm. Showcase. Uh, was it? Was predictions it la- video for the I... showcase? Yeah, predictions video for and the then showcase. Also, we did the Fortnite event yesterday. The Fortnite and that event is up on the channel. And but that I is all available what for else? viewing pleasure. That's all we had. That's all. I just pulled it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's all gotcha. up on the YouTube channel for your viewing pleasure. We do weekly gaming content as well as the weekly podcast up on there. Rico, what have you been playing? I know we just talked on, what was it, Thursday for the showcase? Yeah. But we we didn't really talk anything but the showcase because our hype level was too too great. Too great for anything else. So, yeah. What have you been playing? So, really it's just been two games. One, still been playing a lot of Modern Warfare. There, there's this in the that bug has bit me good to where I just can't stop playing it every so often now. But then uh also a game that came out I think it was I want to say last Thursday or Tuesday, somewhere in that time sometime last week, I can't remember. Uh Fish Forge and Shadow Torch, that new PlayStation uh, indie game that recently came out where you're a rabbit with a giant fist on its back. And it's honestly not a bad like action platformer really. It kinda gives like the it kinda reminds me of some older like PS2 era or uh Yeah, mainly PS2 era like action platformers. Main one that comes to yeah. mind is like some of the Mega Man X games. It kind of <clears throat> reminds me of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, God. What have I been playing this week? I feel like this week's been a blur. Um, Still been Rockets of Final Fantasy. Enjoying that. Enjoying that quite a bit. Final Fantasy XIV is uh, been nice. Been nice. It's comfort <laughs> food. It really is comfort food. It's it's just a real fun MMORPG. Just, I've honestly been playing it by myself. Like I turned a stream on. And I just play and do the main story missions and I'm having a really good time with it. I'm at a weird point with it though where like there's so much coming out that I don't know if I want to keep paying the monthly subscription right now. Because like Deathloop comes out tomorrow, well today, the time this podcast goes up. Uh, But Deathloop's tomorrow and then there's just so many games coming that I'm like, do I really want to justify paying the $15 when I'll be playing everything else under the sun right now? So I might hold off on that one for a while. But I definitely will come back to it because I'm having a really good time with it. Um, what else? Apex. Still playing Apex. Having a good time. Um, Pokemon Unite. I actually set up an overlay for my stream. And I was right. streaming Pokemon Unite the other day. Just because like, like, if I'm going to sit here and just grind Pokemon stuff, I might as well be recording it or like streaming it to some capacity. Because that's my jam on the main channel. Uh, so with streaming Pokemon Unite, I'm really trying to hit Ultra. I don't think I'll be able to hit the Master tier simply because I see the way it works is I don't know how long the season is because it says the first half ends in like a couple days. I think it ends the same day that the new 
um well that the mobile version comes out so i don't know if my rank goes right. back to like a lower level when that happens at the first half or if just a new battle pass comes out so i i'm really lost on that front but if the season doesn't like reset i can definitely hit masters i've got a feeling hard to say because the only only thing i'm trying to compare it to is like stuff like overwatch where i you you do get reset every season but you do placement matches so you could get like placed differently every season depending on how you do yeah i don't know how their placement works i think you just get put in the lowest rank and work your way up in unite is that right that's how it was the first time around i just don't know what they're gonna do it is it's so early to like know anything right for sure um but yeah i'm I'm grinding in that i would like to hit ultra tier before it ends regardless because then you get more like rewards at the end of the season so i'll probably be doing right. that a little bit later here um and then what else good lord uh i did boot up my playstation 5 for the first time in a while i i've been running some uh ghost of tsushima ps5 edition good boy <laughs> uh because after the showcase i was like i gotta get through some backlog I gotta get through some stuff, so I've been chipping away at that slowly but surely. Um, this is my issue. I play so much. Uh, go Pokemon Go. Still playing Pokemon Go. I think that's just a given. Uh, and then the big one that I've been playing a lot of, like I really dove back in heavy on Xbox, is Dead by Daylight. Fair. And good <laughs> well, lord, is I mean, that so good. I mean, I, I can I can think of why we're we're on the cusp of spooky season. <laughs> Yeah, we're a right on spooky season, and then it's such a casual game. Like, most of the streamers I watch play, you know, uh, Dead by Daylight. Like, I watch a couple smaller streamers, and that's, like, exclusively right. what they play. Because it's such an easy game to follow, and my girlfriend really likes it, too. But I used to play it a lot on other platforms, so I hop back in, and I am really having a good time. Because uh, it's just, like, it's so mindless. I just hop in, play, and then it's, like, there's no real competitive scene. So I don't feel... And there's no, like, voice chat. That's the thing. There's no voice chat. And there's no text chat. So unless somebody messages me directly on Xbox, I never have to hear from upset teammates or anybody at all. And it's fantastic. <laughs> right. Although it does make it better, like, when you're playing with friends and then you have voice chat on. Because then you get to hear everybody freak out and, you know, talk shit. Oh, 100%. 100%. But I'm saying, like, with the like randoms I'm playing with, yeah, it's... Right. But they just released a new killer, Pinhead. Pretty cool. Yep, from, uh, Hell, that. from Hellraiser. Hell, that's it? pretty neat. Yeah. And that's pretty neat. I, but, yeah, I've been playing that quite a bit. And I've gotten a couple of the guys I play Xbox with to hop in because it is on Game Pass. So they were willing to download there. it and hop in. And it's, it's hitting in the spot, and I might be playing it quite a bit here in the future. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've been playing a little bit of everything. Tomorrow... I, I'm hopping mm -hmm. in. I'm hopping in hard on Deathloop. I'm going in. It's oh, getting same, fantastic same. reviews. It's getting so many good reviews. I'm very excited. But I, I'm hearing that like the the trailers and promotion they did for it don't do the game justice. Cause you know like how pretty much every trailer and we've gotten for Deathloop has been like, you know, ma like max action, you know, guns a blazing, all showing you all the abilities and guns you can use yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. But apparently there's a lot more to the game, like just, you know, going in guns a blazing to his face. There's like a lot of like plotting and like investigating stuff for like planning your run to try and take out all the targets. Yeah, so it I, sounds I'm... really cool. I was listening to a podcast about it uh, today, actually, and they were saying stuff like, you know, you can really pick your play style. 
uh, by you know changing up the abilities or how you approach all the situations like you can go in guns blazing or you can go in stealthily and the whole juliana aspect uh, really shakes things up on each of the levels i'm really looking forward to it i don't know about you i'm hopping in deep because i think next week on the podcast we just need to talk about death loop like we just need to read yeah. death loop <laughs> yeah so i'm going i'm going hard that might be like one of the big things like one of the only things i play uh, over the next week outside of like Pokemon and all the normal stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very keen. I'm picking it up as soon as I get off work tomorrow. Obviously I got to come home and study first, but then boom on to death loop and I'm going to be grinding. Yeah. I'm going to be hopping into that as soon as I get my hands on it and then be playing that for probably the rest of the week. And then come next week, I'll be busy with another game. This will be more for me. You already said you're not interested, but then, Kina uh, Bridge of Spirits comes out next week, oh, and I've been yeah. mm-hmm. looking forward to that. So, yep, Broketober is revving up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it really is. It really is uh, starting to rev up here. Another thing. There, we both have played this, okay? Mm-hmm. Fortnite. We talked about it. We we said that the gameplay... The, the problem is we uploaded the gameplay of the final event because I guess Fortnite's like party chat audio is locked out if you're recording on a capture card. So none of our audio right. came through uh, when Which I recorded. Which is such a shame. <laughs> it's such a shame because it was a really cool event. Uh, like there was a whole story and like you got, you know, you got turned on by like the main character the whole season and like it, it was awesome. And then they kind of left it on a cliffhanger and the new season came out today. You actually played the new season? I, I dove in for just like one uh singles match just like just let's go out to yeah. see like what happened to the map and everything and i'm seeing like you know there's queues uh in places wreck uh ship parts everywhere and then those like weird like alternate dimension areas that have fucking crystal demons spawning with you can get these like crystallized weapons and everything and those uh shadow cube things are back that you know you take them and you basically turn into a shadow wraith <laughs> yeah yeah those were in like chapter one season four five i want to say like it was a while ago when those were in the game that was that was basically around the time when like kevin was first like originally around yes yeah yeah and now all of kevin's brothers and sisters have joined yeah it was this new season's really cool because it does definitely lean into the spooky season aspect like carnage is our tier 100 skin and that looks really spooky and I'm hoping because this is centered around Halloween, we get some other like licensed Halloween related skins. Like maybe get Jason Voorhees, we get uh, you know, Freddy, we'll get Michael Myers. You know, give us some horror kind of characters. I would be down for that. Right. They would get my money if they put Michael Myers in the game. Oh yeah, same. Uh yeah, I'd probably be Michael Myers. I know Jason Voorhees might be unlikely because I know there's some trickiness with his oh, yeah. like there's some with his licensing with from his, Yeah. So he would probably but, be like the least likely, but the others I'd say like hell yeah for. <laughs> yeah, but they changed up the questing again, and I really like it. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit because Regan and I played for quite a bit. Um, we played I think like five or six games. We got a dub. We got the new umbrella, which is pretty cool, by the way. Um, yeah, but they changed the quests where now you have to like you know how they had the npcs in the previous seasons that you could go talk to and they give you like goofy quests that nobody ever did yeah yeah they centered the new quests around that to get experience so you go and you talk to one of the npcs and they give you a quest line so then you do the first stage and then it goes through like the stage quests and you can only have x amount at a time but 
the nice thing is they took that where you have to go talk to him, which is fine. It doesn't bug me that I got to go talk to the NPCs because it's cool that they're incorporating the characters in a way that's more meaningful. Yeah. But now you have party quests. So if you have a quest that you're doing, your party members get that in their quest log as well. And you can work on it as a group rather than it being like, oh, I'm way ahead of you in the battle pass and I'm doing this stage of a quest, but you can't do it because you're way behind. Now we can all work together on the same quests and all get the experience for it, which I think is a much, much better system than what was in the previously. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a better like quality of life improvement. And it was a lot more fun because it was like, okay, Regan, like I like they, we got a quest from some person that was like ping a small potions, ping a bandage, and ping a medkit. I was like, I got a medkit and I got a small pot right here. I'll throw them on the ground and ping them. You go find a medkit, and then we split off real quick and did that, and then we went back to playing the game. It, it's a lot more fun. It feels like a group effort completing the battle pass. Right. Definitely incorporates the whole team. Makes things much easier. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm just hoping that we see kind of like that orange discoloration that's all over the map kind of spread as the season progresses. That'd be right. really cool. I don't know. I'm really digging the vibe of this current season. And I like the yeah. fact that there's not a lot of licensed stuff right now. Like, it's a really goofy battle pass if you look at some it, of the skins and stuff. And I, it takes me back to, like, old school Fortnite, and I like I was, it. I was going to say, like, I've, I saw the skins, the fucking, like, uh, old cartoony-looking uh, tuna fish. And then the <laughs> the fucking unicorn brony skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Good I, God. I don't know. I'm with it. I'm with it. It take kind of reminds me of like in the most recent season that it reminds me of is probably season five, where like they have the main character, like, you know, this one's Carnage, then back then was the Mandalorian, and then you had all the like unique characters that were exclusive to Fortnite. I, it takes me back to that, and I really like that because Fortnite's really good at coming up with like custom characters and stuff. Yeah. Like I used, I still am interested to see like what licensing stuff uh, they come with because like I like I sent you earlier it was like a I don't know if it's real or not but if it is <laughs> Fortnite's gonna be getting my money but it was like it was like a Fortnite uh like graphic and it showed three new skins there was like I forget what the third one was one was like an Anubis kind of inspired sin and then you know just fucking Naruto standing there in his little orange jumpsuit you know he's just standing there in Fortnite 3D model and everything I was like. This is either fan-made, but if it's real, then Fortnite's going to get my money. I'm going to hit Naruto's, people with the block. Naruto has been rumored for a while, so I feel like it's definitely within the realm of reason that he finally just drops. I was going to say, when he does, I'm going to be dropping people with the Glock no jutsu. <laughs> like, it, it definitely wouldn't surprise me. they definitely get my money for it, for sure, if they dropped it. But, yeah. But, I think, you know, outside of Fortnite... We don't really have a topic, but I kind of want to talk about Deathloop some more. Because yeah, I'm kind yeah. of I'm I'm kind of really getting hyped the more reviews I see about it and the more I hear stuff about it. It and it's it's a really interesting game. It's very many 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 different. Like it seem it basically seems like uh like a high budget AAA roguelike, but at the same time it doesn't. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of, and we'll see, you know, next week when we talk about it and review it here on the podcast, but what it re reminds me of, and it's not a roguelike, because, you know, the roguelike you reset every time, this kind of right. reminds me of something like um, Zelda Majora's Mask, where, like, you're on a cycle, 
and then it resets after so long. But you like complete the different objectives and you get that kind of sense of progression the more you do in each cycle. That's what it reminds me a lot of is like Majora's Mask and the way you got to like reset the day before the moon crashes and all that stuff. Right. Because, I mean, the the crazy part I find about is basically it's like you have little by little you have to keep planning out and progressing your run to take out eight different targets basically within one day. And you have to do it either before the day ends or before the other assassin, which that's the interesting part about this game that I've really drawn me in was uh, the fact that you're trying to complete this objective, get out of this like time loop where every time you die, you start the same day over and over. But then the one like, you know, random factor is another player that's out to get you and basically stop you. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really cool because it can be an actual person versus if you're playing in offline mode it, it's just an npc i think that's a really cool variable and i'm interested to see how that plans out i've heard and this was something i was concerned about the more i watched on the game i was like man are we gonna have to like keep like a, a mental note or like maybe even take physical notes of like this is what happens if i do this you know and then you like piece together each loop to finally get all of like whatever they're called i can't think of what they're called the visionaries that's it you get the visionaries in the same place so you can actually kill them but from what i've been hearing it's not that way where it's it's not it's not necessary to take any notes to figure out one loop to the next which i am really really happy to hear yeah and i it it's just a very interesting concept uh-oh oh there he is yeah it's very unique for this because like i said it does like have that roguelike feel which uh Every time you die, you start the day over, basically. I, the only thing I'm wondering is, like, do your abilities reset, too, or is that something you keep? That's something I'm interested to see, because I can't remember I, if they said not. I heard that there is, like, a type of currency that you can acquire as you play through it, and you can spend that on taking certain items with you through each loop. So the more of it you acquire, you can pick different power-ups or different guns, and then you can kind of have, like, a loadout of sorts each time you go through a loop. Okay, so definitely somewhat like a roguelike, because there's, like, in roguelikes, uh, you know, as you play more and more, there's certain abilities or bonuses you can unlock that just stay permanent after uh, each run. Like, even if you die, you still keep that bonus for the next run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's so it sounds similar elements, to that. But I'm just... I, I, I The way that they've kind of structured the story and the way that they've said, you know, that your character remembers each loop and like he's aware of what's going on like that right. that the way they're going to progress the story in such a way that's what's going to make it really interesting i feel like not feel like a roguelike as much and i yeah. it'll just be curious i like obviously we haven't played it we we're not cool enough to get you know review copies so no <laughs> so we'll have to really dive in tomorrow and get into it but it, it's it's really interesting but i think the interesting part is for one the reviews because i'm hearing fantastic things about it it's it's getting like near per it's getting near to absolutely perfect scores pretty much everywhere <laughs> i know i got I, a 10 out of 10 from ign i got a 10 out of 10 from GameSpot. like a lot of lot of reputable sources are giving this a perfect score and it's definitely from what i can tell already it's going to be in the game of the year conversation when we get down to the game awards at yeah. the end of the year but it's just i was not expecting uh, this game to be as highly like regarded as it is so far 
because Arcane has had good games. Don't get me wrong. Like Dishonored is very right. beloved by a lot of people, but it's not a game for everybody, and it wasn't like a game of the year contender. But here we are with Deathloop, and it's getting fantastic reviews across the board. Yeah, I know, and I think that just comes down to like, like we keep saying, like the unique uh, concept and setup that it's going for. That you can't like if you think back, even if you do like consider it a rogue, like it's still pretty different than what any other game has done in terms of like the roguelike sense uh-huh uh-huh i'm keen i'm very keen on picking it up tomorrow it'll give me a reason to actually boot my playstation up regularly i want to beat this thing i've heard it takes about 15 to 20 hours to beat uh which i'm that's good length for me i'm not big on like well, these 30 hour adventures and stuff like that well yeah i think that's that's probably like 15 to 15 hours like if you able to get like you know good loops and everything like that but it like we said there's that wild card and the other player trying to kill you so who knows how long it'll actually take to beat it yeah but it's something i'm looking forward to i've heard things i'm a, I'm a guy that likes platinum trophies and i've heard the platinum is not doable in one playthrough because you got to change up play styles and like take out different characters in different ways so we'll see if this is one i actually bother going after the platinum on if i really fall in love with the gameplay and i really fall in love with the loop no pun intended i will <laughs> i will go for the platinum but i don't know we'll have to see i'll have to look at the trophy list when i get my hands on the game tomorrow I'll be I'll be interested to see like what it'll be like when you go in and say like go in to play as the other assassin to take out like the main guy. I wonder what it'll be like yeah. from that perspective in terms of like story and gameplay. It'll be I'm keen to see how that works. I cause I definitely want to hop in, especially if I can hop in on my friends, I will definitely screw up your game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I swear to God, if I see fucking if I see fucking Nico name pop up when I hop in on that and I'm just going to be like this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it'd be so funny. But aside oh, from, God. you know, the actual premise of the game and, you know, the fantastic reviews, I think it's in an interesting spot as a PlayStation exclusive game because this is a Bethesda title. <laughs> well, like Bethesda, technically, it's from one of their, you know, like a, other dead teams arcane studios you know the guys behind mm -hmm, the Dishonored mm -hmm. games but still technically a bethesda game nonetheless so that is that, very interesting it puts it in a weird place especially with how well it's getting reviewed obviously i know nothing about the story so i don't know if they set it up for a sequel or something along those lines but it, it's wild to me that you can have like uh, especially right now like right now the the console war has been crazy this generation yeah. it's been freaking people nuts. have not stopped one bit it's it's wild to me and it's funny as hell seen on you know twitter people like yeah xbox we got death loop we're playing death loop it's gonna be awesome you guys can't play it and we're like we just acquired them <laughs> like we'll play death loop in a year right and it'll be on game pass but the funniest thing about it is like right now there was like like some alpha footage shown off of redfall whatever that new mm -hmm. arcane game is that's coming out on xbox and playstation fans have been ripping it apart just tearing it apart which makes no sense in the grand scheme of things because they're hype about playing an arcane game on their console tomorrow yeah not 
all not a whole <laughs> lot of PlayStation fan, fans uh you know wake up with their brain cells every morning. It's so wild to me that that is a thing. Like you're gonna rip on a company and be like, your game looks like ass. It looks it, first off, it's an alpha build. Who the fuck cares what an alpha build looks like? Yeah, but you're gonna rip on a company and say their game looks like shit, and then tomorrow go give them money to play their latest game. <laughs> makes no sense (laughs) it doesn't make any sense at all now i will be curious this is this is one thing obviously xbox is gonna be making some money off this game on playstation so i'll be curious to see if they do decide to do you know a death loop 2 or whatever if they end up being like you know what playstation you guys can have the sequel you know as i say i wonder how the deal with that works like like what kind of deal if anything like does xbox get from like Deathloop sales and stuff like that that's something i'm very curious about but sadly don't have the resources to actually look into but it is like interesting to think about nonetheless because like what kind of deal would that be when yet you're exclusive you know the company behind it got bought out by your competitor so it's like what did they get part of the profit now or how's that work 100 100 xbox is making money off this i guarantee it and I like I said, I'm curious to see if Deathloop 2 becomes a thing. If they're like, "Ooh, we're going to let PlayStation have this exclusive or we'll have this game, not even exclusive or not." It's it's an interesting scenario we find ourselves in. We're like, they're going to build an audience. Obviously, Deathloop is timed exclusive and it's coming out next year on um Xbox. That's already confirmed. But right. it's an interesting scenario where they're going to build this audience and this fan base on PlayStation, and then next time around, this game could never come to that platform. It can. It kind of reminds me with uh, Bayonetta because I remember that the first one originally coming out on PlayStation, and I, I think it came out on Xbox too. I can't remember. But then comes Bayonetta two, and that's a Wii U Nintendo exclusive now. <laughs> so it's very. It's very interesting to see how sometimes exclusives work out over the years, especially yeah, with uh, just, franchises. It's just a weird, weird scenario that we find. It's a weird timeline we find ourselves in, honestly. Right. This is going to be the <laughs> weird podcast where we just like games are weird. <laughs> they are. They're weird. Video games are very weird. Like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so next week, Deathloop will talk a lot more in depth after we've both had some time to sit down and bust it out and play some very much looking forward to talking about it a little more in depth but you brought up an idea about what else oh, we talk about this week yeah. and i i'm kind of keen you said yeah. you jokingly said spider-man 2 predictions and I'm yeah trying to i was <laughs> yeah i was gonna because like i was thinking about because if uh for those of you who watched like our bonus podcast about the uh showcase you know, Spider-Man 2 did get confirmed coming out in 2023. And then when we talked about it in the podcast, we we kind of started like throwing out like theories of like what's going to happen in the game, like how the story plays out, what gameplay is going to be like. And I and I was kind of just thinking, like, we're talking about this quite a bit. We might as well just throw this in like the main podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, we spent a good chunk of time talking about Spider-Man, mainly because, you know, Spider-Man uh 2018 and then spider-man miles morales are amazing no pun intended yeah they are amazing games in insomniac i don't know what the hell's in the water in their offices but keep drinking it <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's it's insane and i like 
I've platinum both those games. I played Miles Morales twice. It and I, honestly, this I shit you not. When I think, hmm, what am I gonna play on PlayStation? Despite having the platinum and have beaten the game twice, I constantly find myself going, you know, I could just play Miles Morales again because it's so right. damn good. It's so good. That and like Miles's gameplay is just like real fun, especially with like the Venom charges. Yeah, the Venom stuff's really neat. I'm wondering if that's almost why they gave Peter the arms in Spider-Man 2. Like, we saw in the trailer that he's got the arms like the Iron Spider does. And I'm wondering almost if they're like, we need to give Peter another element like Miles has. Well, see, like, the thing about that is I was kind of thinking is, like, Peter and Miles uh, fighting styles, even though they both have, like, essentially the same powers, Miles having a few more, their fighting styles are very different when you, like, look back at uh, Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales. In Spider-Man 2018, you know, a lot of some of, like, the crazy stuff you can do with uh, Peter comes from, like, his array of gadgets that he can use. Miles, um, in his game, he doesn't have, like, as many gadgets. And the reason for that is a lot of his uh, uh, combat and gameplay comes from the different ways he uses his venom uh, ability and then his also like stealth and camouflage ability. So I think that's where like the main difference is going to lie with them. And that's why in that trailer, they showed uh Peter with the spider arms to show like Peter's going to be like, you know, with some of his stuff, more gadgets oriented while miles is still going to have like his uh, venom powers and camouflage and all that. <laughs> And I, I, I like that because I was wondering because after getting the Venom powers, I was like, you know, this is really cool. And going back to playing just Peter is going to feel really odd. And I wonder how they're going to do it. Like, obviously, I would have played it, but it would have been like it would almost felt like it was missing something, you know. So giving him right. the arms and maybe they're like nanotech, like the new Stark suit in the new Avengers movies. Maybe they're nanotech. So like only at certain points, you unleash the arms and you can do new combos and stuff with them in that sense. Like. That's my prediction I mean, with those. They're not going to be something I, that's always there. I mean, they definitely could be because, like, this is a Peter that's already been established as Spider-Man for quite a while. He's definitely, you know, like, worked with the Avengers, so he's definitely probably worked with Tony Stark about doing some nanotech gadgets for, you know, his web-slinging <laughs> and all, that, all his web-slinging heroics. Yeah, it's... I'm just... I'm excited. I'm excited to see the setting, especially, because it is going to be probably the same New York, you know? We had the same New York and Miles More Morales. Likely. And I'm... I'm, But what they did with Miles Morales and putting it at Christmas, you know, putting up the decorations, it was a good way to change up the city without changing up the city. So I'm curious what they go and do about it in the Spider-Man 2 setting. Make it Halloween. Gives Venom all the spook. <laughs> Yeah, I was honestly thinking that right now. I was like, you know, put it as a holiday <laughs> release, put it in like an October release window, and then make it Halloween. And with Venom, that's perfect. Right. Now, in terms of like kind of like gameplay, like obviously we're going to have both Miles and Peter. And here's how I think it's going to play out in terms of like, you know, playing as both of them. Now, you never, you said before, you never played GTA 5, right? Because it's just like not your gist. Yeah, yep. Not my jam. Okay. Okay, so you wouldn't know this then, but in G- in GTA Five in the story, there's a uh, you know three characters mm-hmm. that all pertain to the main story and they interact with each other and everything. So, but when you're just like you know casually like in the open world, not really doing a mission or anything, you can seamlessly switch between those characters. And like what it does is like, say you're one character, say like in this, say you're basically uh Franklin in the city, 
and then, you know, just a couple button presses, you can switch to Trevor. And it's not something where it's just like, you know, you're in the same spot and all of a sudden your character model turns into Trevor. What GTA did is that when you switch characters, it would like actually zoom out and then actually go to wherever that character currently is. And you'd basically be in a whatever area that character is like you'd go from Franklin in the city to Trevor fucking butt ass naked in the mountains wearing a dress. <laughs> so I <laughs> weird comparison, but I think that's what it'll be like in Spider-Man two, where you will be like Peter or miles. And then when you go to switch them, it'll do like a scene transition to whatever the other character is. And then along with that, there'll also be, you know, different missions. There'll be some missions that where you'll play as uh, Miles, missions where you play as Peter, and then missions where you can play as either or, where you can play as either of them. Because that's how GTA was, and that's how I think it'll be in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want is the thing. Because, like, I love Miles' character. I honestly, at this point, probably like Miles Morales more as a game than I did Spider-Man 2018. I just felt it was it was everything about Spider-Man 2018, but better. But at the same time, calling it Spider-Man 2, I want a continuation of Peter's story that has Miles involved, don't get me wrong, but I don't really know if I want to play as Miles. Like, give me more playing as Miles in spider-man miles morales too you know what i mean like give me another spider-man miles morales game and like i want it i want it to be very clear which spider-man we're playing as in each game i i would prefer it just kind of be a same similar situation to what it was in spider-man miles morales where like peter calls and like you hear peter and you talk to peter constantly throughout the game but you know he's not necessarily like a playable character and, you know, there were the missions where you played with the Tinkerer. The Tinkerer would fight with you. And, like, they were, like, your ally character. I would love right. to see that be Miles. And, like, he's there and he's whooping ass with you. But you don't play as Miles. He's, like, your sidekick scenario. Like, he comes in when Peter's in over his head. You know, maybe he's swinging through the area. Like, that that's just kind of where I'm at with it. I feel like doing it that way would kind of be doing a disservice to Miles if, like, one character is unplayable over the other. I really do think in this next Spider-Man game, they're both going to be, like, equally playable, have their own specific missions, but also have, like, missions where you can play as either of them. Because it, it just it wouldn't seem right to, like, be able to play as one of them and not the other. Because they're both, like, See, really well-established Spider-Man. I... I don't know. They put themselves in a weird place with this because there are people like you that are going to want to play as both. But for me, with it being Spider-Man 2, like it's not Spider-Man and Mo Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like it's not Spider-Men. You know what I mean? It's Spider-Man 2. So for me, it's like I, I want to play as Pete and I want to see that story progress. I don't want to. I feel like if you focus too much and try to do both characters, you'll take away from like the what the main story is going to be, especially in this scenario where Harry Osborn's going to come back and it's going to be so focused on Peter that it, like the story is going to revolve around him. And I could definitely see a scenario, right? Because Miles is fairly new at being Spider-Man where Craven comes in and he wants that, you know, he wants that better hunt, right? 
He wants that hunt. Right. So initially he goes after Miles. And Miles can't handle it. He gets caught. Craven's about to take him out. And then Pete comes in, you know, and finish saves the day. And then Craven's like, oh, this was the inferior Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is going to give me the job. Give me the hunt that I desire. Just because not because Miles is any less powerful than Pete, but simply because Peter has way more experience at being Spider-Man. Right. I'm also kind of curious, like in in this Spider-Man universe, if like Craven is a new threat or someone as uh, Peter has dealt with already and actually knows. That's something I'm curious to see as well. Because as we, because you know, in Spider-Man 2018, Doc Ock wasn't a thing until that game, and you know, Doctor Octavius became Doc Ock, and Peter had to fight him. So I'm, but there were still some other like established villains like uh, Rhino. Uh, uh yeah. shocker stuff like that so i am curious I, I to see think, like i think Doc Ock like. was unestablished i think um i think that norman osborn will eventually become green goblin because that doesn't seem to be a thing yet they haven't referenced goblin at all and i think I, that'll happen at some point the, it'll uh, definitely then, be a, like a surprise or like in the yes when we get a new trailer <laughs> and then i think craven is new because when he was narrating the new trailer he was saying that he is yet to find a hunt that he desired. And would those he, referencing Miles and Peter, because they were like standing next to each other in the scene. He was like, will one of you be able to give me what I'm looking for? So I don't think that he yet has encountered Craven. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, another thing, another theory I have, like in a way that you'd be able to play as both uh, Peter and uh, Miles is like, what if, I don't know how this would work out, but, you know, I, I trust Insomniac if this is a the route they chose to go. Uh, what if it's actually, you know, you got your story, but you choose to play as Miles or Peter for the duration of the game, and you basically experience the story from that character's perspective all the way through, and then you can hop in and play again from the other character's perspective? That would be interesting. But I feel like right. it'd be a lot harder to do. Obviously, I'm not a game developer. I'm just speculating. But I feel like that would be a lot harder to do. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think you're on the right track with the plane as both characters. Simply because of looking at how they handled it with Ratchet and Clank and how easily they were able to do that. Right. I, 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 think, that's, I think it's definitely a possibility that that becomes more likely now i have seen people speculating online that this is going to be co-op fuck no uh, please don't no, don't do that no. please just don't no don't don't ruin it okay we got a good thing yeah. going here with good single player stories don't add co-op please yeah there's yeah it it shouldn't be co-op if you want to throw in like a separate online like co-op thing where like you and a friend can like hop in and do missions or who knows even have like just a friendly fun web swinging race or something like that that's fine but don't make co-op like part of the main story just no it it wouldn't make sense and i don't think it really worked for this type of game yeah i i really hope that's not a thing i, I really hope not yeah i i don't think it should but I'm very interested on what the story is going to be like, because like, like we've because <laughs> as we've learned from the, you know, Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales, these games don't have a happy ending, really. <laughs> no, they never do. They really like, don't. I, both games almost brought me to tears. 
like the was... ending of spider-man 2018 is so emotionally charged like when pete finds it, out and i don't care that i'm spoiling the ending because this game's been out so freaking long that when yeah. pete <laughs> fights doc ock and he's like he ca- he calls Peter by his name, and he's like, "You knew the whole damn time, and you've done all this to me, and you've hurt all the- my friends and these people, and like it was like a-, a betrayal thing because he was he Doc Ock was like a father figure to Peter, and it was like a huge right. huge moment, and it makes you especially like when he goes to cure Aunt May, and he has to save the city instead of saving Aunt May, and it's like a whole yeah. moment in itself, and then. I was like, there's no way in hell they're going to be able to recreate that in Miles Morales, that sort of emotion. And then oh, they gave us, they they gave us the, the whole tinkerer dynamic being Miles' old friend from his childhood. And it's like, oh my god. I <laughs> I felt almost more emotionally connected to the ending of Miles Morales than I did Spider-Man 2018 because it was so personal. Right. Like with Miles Morales, like it got to, I can't remember when, but it got to a point where I was like, really hoping she'd come around but but i mean she technically did but by the time that happened it was too late (laughs) yeah it was it was crazy and then like when everybody like the news reporters were trying to get there and like capture pictures of the new spider-man and then all the people from harlem stood around spider-man and they were like like trying to hide his identity like that was such a good moment and i was just like this it, it it was just so done well done like i i loved that ending and both times I played through it, I almost cried. Like, it wasn't, like, just the first time, and the next time I was like, ah, oh, whatever. No, I, I almost did it both times I played yeah. the damn game. <laughs> I was going to say, it can, it can get you. And that's just going to make that's just gonna make me think, you know, Spider-Man 2, it's going to be just as bad. Like, it's really going to be just as bad, especially with the fact that uh, this version of Venom, instead of it being, you know, Eddie Brock, is actually going to be Harry Osborn. Peter's, like friend for like one of peter's best friends basically there's there's no way that there's gonna there isn't gonna be some tearful moments with that that's gonna be really interesting i feel with this game they introduce eddie brock and maybe we get a venom game very possible it'll be interesting seeing because so far we haven't seen any like we've seen obviously you know from the end credits of spider-man 2018 we saw you know hints towards like the airy airy harry being a venom but we haven't really seen any indications of you know eddie brock existing in this game's universe which i i see it going one of two ways with this game okay obviously we're seeing venom venom is going to be harry osborne i've got a very strong feeling about because we already saw the symbiote on him in the tube right i think we fight harry we defeat him as venom and venom skedaddles he's gone he realizes that he's not a harry is not a strong enough host to sustain him and he skedaddles and gets out of there but he merges with spider-man at some point in the game i've got a feeling but then after (laughs) uh, yeah after that whole you know arc then he skedaddles and we throughout the game get introduced to eddie brock whether he be it be a similar story or if we just get introduced to him through another method because obviously this game does not follow the super canonically the the comic books it's its own thing it's its own really? spider-man it's, universe it's basically so, its own mcu in a way really <laughs> yeah i could see them introducing uh eddie brock in a different manner and then we get a spin-off game for venom we get its own thing where it's like miles morales size we get to play as venom you know we get to eat people and we oh, get God. that back and forth it, it, with eddie like i i could it, see it'll, that it'll being be... a thing <laughs> It, it'll literally be like marvel prototype game really if you think about like, it 
at this point, I don't see why they wouldn't do it, right? Because Insomniac's been killing it. Venom's similar enough to Spider-Man that they wouldn't have to change the formula too much. I think it's right. very, very doable to make an awesome Venom game and set it in this universe. And they're already killing it. And they're going to do Wolverine next. They already have such an established, you know, ability to do these superhero games. I don't see why they wouldn't do something like that. However... If they decide to leave Venom alone, if they decide to not do Venom, I could see them introducing Gwen Stacy this game. And we get a younger Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales age, and we get a Spider-Gwen game. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Because at see. this point, I don't see why they don't just establish their own Spider-Verse and have a whole series of games. Now, the question becomes, does that get too convoluted? Does it get too crowded? Do we have too much of the same thing? really it kind of depends like it depends on like where they go with this story i mean obviously it's still gonna stay like in new york we're gonna get venom we're gonna get craven more than likely we're gonna be getting green goblin but if insomniac if this if there's any more games planned after this and insomniac say decides to dive into you know some spider-verse stuff then it would at least make sense but at the same time i kind of get what you're saying like would it be like too convoluted and start to feel like you know an old repeating record in a way you know and keep introducing new spider-man and give them their own games now they could now i don't i i hope it's a trilogy i hope it's a trilogy we get spider-man 3 i really do yeah i could see them doing more like maybe instead of doing spider-gwen off rip do the venom game let venom be his own thing let that be like the the middle ground game between the spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 right and then in the comic mm-hmm. books where Miles Morales exists, Peter Parker dies. So maybe in Spider-Man 3, after he's trained Miles for long enough, you know, Miles is really coming into his own. We get a game that pushes Pete to his limit, and at the end, Pete's gone. It's just the end. And then Miles takes over, and then the next game is Spider-Man. You know, Marvel's Spider-Man, and it's Miles on the cover. You know? That could definitely be possible, but I can't think of, like, a more, like, uh, like a, a more painful way to do it of uh, Miles taking over the mantle. Now, the way I think uh, Spider-Man 2 will end is not with, uh, you know, beating Venom and the symbiote getting away. I think the final fight in Spider-Man 2, it, it, what, I don't know how the buildup will be, but I do think it, the final fight will be Peter in the black suit. The black suit's basically like, warped and corrupted his mind to where he's basically not the same anymore and we get a final fight between peter and miles miles is giving it all he's got peter's not holding back and miles is given no choice but to actually you know kill peter like not so much like that he wants to but i could see being like in the fight where peter kind of breaks free from the symbiote for a bit but and like tells miles you know like do something to actually take him out and it and that's what ends up killing peter and then that's how miles becomes like new york's like the spider-man now i i don't know i don't think they killed pete this game i i think it's hap- it's gonna happen if the series continues i think pete eventually goes and miles takes over but i don't see it happening this game i definitely foresee a miles versus pete fight i do and i yeah. definitely see a situation where Miles grab like web zips onto some generator or something, and Venom shocks the shit out of Venom, and then Venom—that's how he gets Venom off Pete. That's my prediction. 
Right. Now, but a nice see because I think the final fight is Green Goblin. I don't think it, it's going to be. I, mean, I think we get the different could be chapters that too. Right? because, like, we had the chapters in Spider-Man One where we fought Mister Negative, then we fought the Sinister Stick Six, and then we fought Doc Ock. Right. So I think the first right. arc is Craven. We fight Craven, then we fight Venom. Then there during the Venom arc, we have the whole Miles versus Pete situation, and then finally, because Venom left Harry. Harry dies. He's not going to make it. That's one of the emotionally charged scenes right. throughout. The, and that sets Norman over the edge. He puts on the goblin costume and goes after Pete. It, it, it'd be kind of interesting. Like, not only would it set uh, Norman over the edge, but, like, if that were to happen and Pete still has the black suit, I can see that sort of sending him over the edge. And, you know, and with his warped mind, he actually blames Norman to the point where, like, they're... Re like really start going at each other to the point where like they're fighting so hard that they're actually doing such destruction to the city and putting people at risk. And Miles is like the third factor that needs to try and put a that, stop to that both I of could them. See, that I could see where instead of Miles fighting before the Green Goblin fight, that Miles comes in and clean, like Pete beats Norman, beats Goblin, puts him down, but then Miles has to come in to stop Pete from really going over the deep end with the black suit. I could you definitely see that being a sin. Hello? Back? Hello? I'm all by my... Hello? Yeah, you're back now. You cut out for a bit okay. there. I could definitely see that being the scenario where, like, instead of Miles fighting Pete before the Goblin fight, that Goblin comes after Pete, they go crazy, they're fighting each other real aggressive because Pete's got the black suit... And then he beats Goblin, puts him down, and that's when Miles has to step in and be like, I gotta stop Pete from, you know, keeping the suit and being part. And then he beats Pete, you know, we get the end, you know, they're happy, they're like, you know, they're recovering, the city's recovering, whatever. And then you get the post credit scene where Venom finds Eddie Brock, and then, you know, Ending. I could definitely see that being the case. Now, w one, like, big swerve I propose is like, what if Peter isn't really the one that gets the black suit? What if it's actually Miles who gets, I mean, Miles already has a black suit, but Miles who gets the black suit. And it's just one complete swerve. Like, what the hell? Now you got Venom with Venom powers. Oh. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. I didn't consider it that would. angle, but that would be really awesome. I don't know if that would be as great as the as a like the grasshopper becoming the master scenario where miles is the one to put pete down in the black suit but i think it would be really cool in the sense that you don't play as both characters throughout the game and it is pete's story and pete's like i have to help my friend i have to help miles and miles is the one that has the black the symbiote and like that could be a really interesting scenario because you don't see too much the the stereotypical spider-man story is spider-man bonding with venom not you know Obviously, there are adaptations where Venom bonds with Miles, but it'd be really cool to see it in this format. I was going to say, like, the symbiote, like, wants to be with Peter. Like, they see Peter as the perfect host. Now, they could still see Miles as the perfect host because it could be because of that, you know, getting bit by that spider and those powers. Maybe that's why the Venom symbiote is so attracted to Peter, and it could be the same reason they're attracted to Miles. But I could see it being, like, if it really still wants to be with Peter, like... Peter like offers himself to the symbiote just to get it off of Miles. 
That could if be the, yeah. There, there's a lot of different scenarios here, man. Really, it's it, it's. I'm so ready for this game, and it's two years away. It's so frustrating. I know. It's like it's like those bastards. They did they did what every fucking video game company does that pisses me off, and it's like show a game that's like you know incredibly hyped that we've all been waiting for to get announced, and it's like two or three years away, or doesn't even have a year date yet. Yeah, and it's and like god damn it. My next question is: mm-hmm. Do you think? that we see wolverine at all in this game because i think this comes out before wolverine yeah i think so yeah i think so too considering you know the spider-man 2 chair that at least had a year it's coming out but wolverine didn't have anything besides that teaser whether those two games like actually not so much tie in but like maybe like wolverine makes a cameo in spider-man or vice versa it, it doesn't even be... have to be any like he's you physically see him like it could be like a news article or like something on the podcast that you listen to while you're swinging through the city you I know say where they just, just something to the indicate that there's yeah they're, they're like they you reference like there was an attack by a man with claws at a local bar and like that just that alone would be really cool or like who even like one of those like cooler easter eggs where like you swing into like what was reported as like a bar fight to go break it up but then you get there and you see like you know a bar all thrashed people are out cold and then you see like claw marks all over the place and then that's the reference you get like oh these uh two games take place in the same universe <laughs> yeah it would that alone would be super super cool to see like i i'm like, curious if they end up doing a connected universe scenario I mean, honestly, fuck it. If if you're gonna have anybody do a connected Marvel video game universe, just let it be Insomniac. Let give them all the Marvel IPs. Can, cancel Guardians of the Galaxy. Assign it to Insomniac because they they already got Spider Man Two and Wolverine on their plates. I'm sure they can keep going with more and just make them like the video game MCU guys. See, I. I almost think that they'll eventually just do crossovers. Like, honestly, I know they say we're not getting, like, PS4's Spider-Man in Marvel's Avengers. Why the fuck not? Put him in there, right? Connect him to that universe. Connect him. Because we've already seen stuff in Guardians of the Galaxy's promotional material that indicate that it's connected to the Avengers universe. Like, we've already seen that those two games are connected. So why not just put the the you know the white spider suit into marvel's avengers connect that universe right there and then be like we have multiple companies working on our marvel video game universe is it's absolute mess i'm getting flashbacks to like the start of the like actual mcu now with iron man and then you know all the mcu movies to come on after that and just this giant world being built with all these characters now teaming up and everything and how we could possibly get that in some marvel games honestly yeah it's it's exciting it's very exciting it it really is like it it's funny how we went from like a time where like marvel games you know when you think of them that's nothing like you nothing really too crazy came to mind then fucking spider-man 2018 comes along and then it's like i want every marvel game possible on every marvel ip yeah it's I'm so ready. I'm, there's so many things to be excited about. But I, I feel like that like I, really wraps this bad boy up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pre, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I would go on about 
I could like I would theorize about Ragnarok, but you still need to play that, so I can't really say anything yet. <laughs> yeah, I still gotta play God of War. We'll get there. We'll get there once we have a firm date. I feel like we could definitely do another one of these speculation podcasts. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say then you'll feel once there's like a date for that, then you're gonna feel more pressured to actually play and finish it because yes. then you'll have to have to actually have a deadline. <laughs> yeah, but. I feel like that wraps it up. We just kind of had a lot of lot of stuff we were keen on talking about this week. No real specific topic, but I think it was fun nonetheless. Thank you all for joining <laughs> us here. Of go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Did you have a thought? <laughs> no, it's just that it's literally like right at the end of this podcast. You're starting to cut out again. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, I mean, what better timing? <laughs> Yeah, no kid. But thank you all for joining and entering the chat with us. We will be back next week. If you enjoyed it, make sure you follow it on whatever podcast service. Share it with your friends. Check out the YouTube channel where we post gaming stuff all the time. But like I said, that's all we got this week. We'll catch you next week. Peace.